Alrighty, we're back. Another episode of Behind the Vinyl. Backstage at Lollapalooza, Nicholas? Yes. <laughs> yes. Well and truly in the, uh, in the festival season. Um, and we're here with Ryan from Mother Mother. Hello. Oh, welcome to Sweden. Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, really nice to have you here. Really looking forward to seeing you perform. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's our first time in Sweden, yep. in Stockholm. And I went and checked out the city last night and was blown away. It's beautiful. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It is yeah. a beautiful city. I think I can say it not coming yeah. from here as well. So yeah. clean uh, and spacious and yeah. Yeah. people are great. Yeah, lovely. But it's not that far away from Canada in regards to that, correct? Because um, Canada is quite a very... Well, I live in Vancouver, yeah. and which is a beautiful city, yeah. but it's also it's kind of um, it's it's kind of split between uh, opulence and and destitution. Right. So there's a lot of rich people, happy people, healthy people, and then there's a lot of drug problems and homelessness problems, yeah. and you can see that quite starkly in the streets. Yeah. Right. So if you go downtown, you can you can see people having you know this fine dining patio experience, and then you know turn your head and there's someone shooting heroin yeah and you ac- you can actually see that so you know it's different um stockholm at least my experience thus far was was quite idyllic yep yeah yeah, yeah you i guess be, it is yeah you wouldn't be wrong i have heard that about vancouver similar to san francisco exactly you know, yeah that it's, it's yeah i think yeah a lot of those cities along the west coast are experiencing that divide yeah but canada is i mean i've only been to victoria once, like mm-hmm. over a day, and um, it was like it was way more. I mean, the the um, the houses and the architectural thing was all more European and more similar to like England and I guess Sweden and so on. So that's the yeah, that's Vic- what I noticed. Victoria is is very um, European, yeah, yeah, architecturally. Yeah, it's it's the the most beautiful small town in a city yeah Victoria yeah it was really nice really nice how are you going to Canada for one day cause I um I went to visit um my cousins relatives whatever and they live in Seattle so we took um Mm, took a boat up to Victoria yeah Yeah. and then we took their boat that big fucking boat and then we took that boat back to Seattle so I've always wanted to do that take the ferry from Seattle to Victoria I've never done that it was really cool a lot of dolphins and stuff dolphins oh, wow. and submarines that's what I saw oh, yeah very cool yeah been dazed and confused for so long it's not true wanted a woman never bargained for you lots of people talking them know soul of a woman was created below yeah. 
Well, we're here to talk about uh, Led Zeppelin 1. We threw it out to you and you picked, um, kind of gave us three options, one of them being Pixies, which is your favourite band. Yeah. Um, and um, and we thought there was just more of a, it was an easy journey and one of them was Led Zeppelin 1 and we thought that was a little bit more of a interesting road. So yep. we thought we'd pick that one. 
Uh, speaking of Pixies, Pixies are a great band. I remember a, a late night session with uh, with the band. Were you? No, no, yeah. I, I, and I've never been a huge fan of the Pixies. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, okay. I think I have got some kind of um, collection back home. That's pretty much it. Yeah, <laughs> never seen them live. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know the Pixies. When I first heard that music, it was the first time maybe I felt cool. Yeah, as like a, as a kid. You know when you hear the music that makes you feel cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the Pixies did that for me. Anyway, we're not we're not supposed to talk about the Pixies. <laughs> so that's cool. Who in the Pixies? Pardon me. Who in the Pixies did that? The what? whole band. I think you know everyone had their own role to play in yeah. that experience. Frank Black obviously is zany yeah. and eccentric yeah. and effeminate, while also being just really brazenly confident. Yeah. And the lyrics are 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 kind of celestial and nonsensical. Yeah. But they they sound like they mean something cool, even though you don't understand what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and then Kim Deal, she's just sexy and laid back. And then the guitar player Joey Santiago, he's like a demented alien force. Yeah. So those those lead lines, they're kind of chromatic. They're twisted. Yeah. And angry. And you just don't hear that very much from a guitar player. Like, whereas in Led Zeppelin, Jimmy Page, he's very blues-driven. Yeah. yeah. And the notes are, they make sense. Yeah. Whereas jo- Joey Santiago, it doesn't make sense. Nothing about Pixies makes sense, but, it's, but it but sounds it <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So I like that when, when music or art can achieve um, the seemingly unachievable. Yeah. It's funny, something that doesn't make sense is um, Kim Deal, you know, going from Pixies to the Breeders, makes sense. Going yeah. to The Last Hard Men, she had a band with... Oh, it's Sebastian Bach, Sebastian Bach yeah. from right. Skid Row, mm. the, yeah. also a fellow Canadian. Maybe that's the connection. And Jimmy Ch- Jimmy Chamberlain from right. um, Smashing Pumpkins yeah. on drums, and yeah. it was a more of a hard rock record, so that was a very... Yeah. yeah, Kim Deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah another, another. She looked pretty good. She did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she smiles a lot. Yeah, I think you just smile a lot, and you always look good. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Happiness is the most attractive trait. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Very true. Yeah.
Led Zeppelin, uh, Led Zeppelin one. That's uh, what fifty three years old now to this <laughs> yeah. day. Insane. Um, yeah. It must have been twenty plus years. You were born in nineteen eighty two. Eighty two. Okay, so it was uh, it was pretty old by then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the music is such that you don't think about that when you discover it. It's new to you. Yeah. So like when I was in grade school, Led Zeppelin was my favorite band, and I had their posters on the wall, and I didn't think that they were old men at the time I didn't, I didn't make that connection to me they're just like mythic rock gods yeah yeah why Led Zeppelin one but was that the, the the album that brought you into Led Zeppelin because you yeah. obviously the whole catalog would have been out when you discovered Led Zeppelin. yeah yeah I just you know I think whether or not it's the best record it's probably not maybe Led Zeppelin four is a better record but I think the in- introduction is usually the thing that has the most nostalgia and the most um, uh, power in your memory yeah yeah the thing that you bonded with first sure yeah. well how did you find out about it? i mean did you hear I, them on the radio or? no it would have been my older brother oh, of course right? yeah, yeah i had i had an older brother he was six years older than me right. so he liked a lot of cool stuff like beastie boys led zeppelin metallica yeah. a lot of bands that were diverse um but yeah he was he was big um in my life musically uh-huh yeah. Cool. Did, did he did he bring the guitar to to you or did no the guitar um, I I fell in love with when I watched a movie called Crossroads. Oh, oh dude, Steve I. Steve yeah. I, uh, un- unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, And also just that um, that actor, the Karate Kid, I fr- Ralph, Ralph, Ralph Macho. Macho. Yeah. yeah, and just I mean, he was miming the whole movie. Yeah. But he did it so effectively, and yeah. there was just kind of a mood, and I don't know, the blues really got yeah. into my DNA through that movie, and I had already been taking piano lessons for years. Yeah. But I watched that movie, and I like I phoned my dad, and I was like, I need a guitar. Cool. Yeah. And so my brother and I, we f- we started taking lessons together. Uh huh. Um, nice. After that movie, yeah. So that was that was Ray Kuda, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is. That was, yeah. That was his yeah. Ralph Macchio's playing was yeah. Ray Kuda. Yeah, and the last scene, the duel, like between yeah. the, the you know the devil, yeah. and then yeah. uh, the Karate Kid yeah. <laughs> to <laughs> to set you know to save the soul yeah. of uh, the old blues man is yeah really powerful. Yeah, but it, we, we've talked about this before. Like we, uh, when you compare Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath, yeah. that if you if you play in a band that kind of sound like Black Sabbath, that's cool. Yeah. But if you if you play in a band that kind of sound like Led Zeppelin, that's just boring. Usually, that's the criticism. Right. Okay. Um, I just find it like to be that way. That Led Zeppelin is looked upon like you know boring and you know not as interesting. But Black Sabbath is always cool. So if you if, if you play some Black Sabbath licks, that always works. It's just the yeah. a reflection. <laughs> That's probably in the heavy metal world. Yeah, like, I guess so. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Because Led Zeppelin, which we'll dig into in a second. Led Zeppelin one is when you think of Led Zeppelin, you think of Black Dog and you think a whole lot of love sure. and you know Stairway to Heaven, yeah, you know, which has a ripping guitar solo. Which, yeah falls in the heavy metal world without a doubt uh, but this record is furthest thing from it you know oh uh, sure baby I'm gonna leave you, you shook me for instance yeah. Paul song of the, it's the furthest thing from well, well not really the furthest thing because it's blues you know it's just the 12 bar blues basically which all metal is from but it's so bluesy and not not metal at all there's only really two songs on this record probably uh maybe good times bad times and dazed and confused yeah oh dazed and confused and communication breakdown are the the real metal ones on this record yeah everything else is a blues record which makes it a little bit more you know understandable when it comes to mother mother as well 
Well, I, I mean, I don't find my other mother bluesy at all. No, but but, but my my um, love affair with the guitar was yeah. blues based. Yeah, you know, Crossroads and then Led Zeppelin, yeah. and I think just the blues language is a very welcoming language when discovering electric guitar. And so, yeah, it was a combination of these forces that um, were were really influential in my early life yeah. um, in getting involved with rock and roll um, and guitar. I was 10 years old when I started playing guitar. So, you know, Led Zeppelin was a great teacher. And that album, I think I just, I liked that it was so bluesy. Yeah, it was it was a safe place to, to dwell in musically. It was a great training ground. Um, you know, it was it was a place that I could understand in that young brain, yeah. that young musical mind. Whereas maybe the other records, it would have been a bit too heady, or a bit too um, maybe too original for me to learn what I needed to learn at that age. Right.
Well, when you started playing, you said you took you took lessons. But besides that, I mean, were you the kind of guy that just like spent day and night playing that guitar? Or yeah, totally. You know, yeah. yeah, no, I really, I really felt there was an affinity with the guitar, like we were meant to connect. Yeah, and um, it, you know, I think it saved much of my childhood. I think most people, when they're coming into their pubescence, feel uncomfortable or confused. Yeah. And I was particularly shy when I was young. Yeah. And so to have that safe haven with the electric guitar and go into my room and right. play f- all day long, there, it, it was like bliss. Yeah. You know, otherwise, what would I have done? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But that's something that a lot of artists say as well. Like, they're up on that stage and they look like they were born to do that. But a lot of artists keep saying that they're, you know, they're shy and, you know, they... Uh, it's it's difficult and stuff like that. And yet they get up on that stage and they play in front of thousands of people. Yeah, and, yeah. Well, I think I think because they're possessed by the music, yeah, and that transcends the shyness. Yeah. Um, they forget who they are, right? And that is in itself therapeutic. Yeah, yeah. but it is ironic. Yeah, <laughs> <It> yeah. Is. <laughs> when did? Because um, I kind of think just about every artist in a certain way emulates who influences them at the start and then they kind of break away you know when when did you start breaking away from your influences and start being creative and going on your, in your own direction musically i think immediately like i was a bad piano student because yeah. i would never learn the song or the the like you know royal conservatory yeah I would just start making up songs and then I'd come back to the lesson and I'd be like look what i made up she'd be like but you didn't learn the song i'm like but this is better (laughs) you know or i'm more excited and it was the same in in my guitar lessons like i wasn't actually very good at going and learning jimmy page's riffs i heard it felt inspired and then i'd go write my own stuff so i I started writing immediately just because that's what i was um i was drawn to it was composition yeah and whether or not i was original i don't know but um, I was way more interested in, in what was what was um, not created yep. than what was. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm gonna put you down for a while. I said I can quit you, babe. I guess I got to put you down Said you messed up my happy home Made me mistreat my only child 
about Jimmy Page honing in a little bit on Jimmy Page he's um, he's a little bit of a sloppy guitar player you know yeah but I guess that's probably why he's good and that's part yeah that's part of his charm but yeah. also what he brings is what he brings on a recording side yeah. as well and obviously is there some kind of synergy between that part of him and you as well because you produce the band you produce Mother Mother correct yeah I produced a number of our records and yep. co-produced a, a number of our records and I think you know the references so often the bottom drums you know like let's how can we make these drums as bombastic and roomy and exciting in an ambient space yeah. as possible and and yeah the the led zeppelin reference is common is perhaps that, even annoying 
yeah. to the engineer. Right, yeah. Yeah. Well, you've recorded at the warehouse, haven't you? Yeah. 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 Right. Okay. Yeah. Have but you, you know, the, those that when the levee breaks, that was like in a in an old house, yeah. and the the drums were at the bottom of the stairs. Right. Yeah, that's a great story. Yeah. yeah so you don't envision that. You kind of envision like a coliseum or something. Right. Yeah. But this this record was recorded at uh, the old Olympic Studios. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, but you guys recorded at the warehouse in Vancouver, right? We we have. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever come across Mike Fraser? No, he wasn't. Oh yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Okay. yes. Yeah. We mi- we mixed um, our our most successful record was mixed. Uh, no, sorry, I'm totally mistaken. Um, regardless, we mixed an entire record with Mike Fraser. Oh, cool! Our third album. Nice. Yeah. I, I talked to him just like two weeks ago. So okay. Yeah. Cool. He's a great guy. He's a lovely guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's funny, I think ACDC was there. Yeah, that's that's why I've talked to him like several times and it's all been about the ACDC records that he worked on. Yeah, yeah. so there's there's like two floors at the warehouse yeah. and we were uh, mixing on the top floor and so in order to get there, um, you had to pass the second floor and ACDC was recording on the second floor. So every day for three weeks, we'd have to like, walk past Angus Young and are you kidding and, yeah. <laughs> all right yeah and, and you know like you keep your head down just don't make eye contact <laughs> right, yeah. but you know they were quite friendly eventually they recognized like hey how you doing what are you doing up there <laughs> sounding good yeah 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 oh, that's so cool well, <laughs> nice. was, was ACDC any kind of an influence on you obviously it kind of in the same you know group as Led Zeppelin if you you know, did you get into ACDC in any way shape or form no not beyond just their their omnipotent presence right, okay, yeah. yeah like I, I love ACDC as only to the extent that I hear them in passing in life right yeah, yeah. but I don't I don't invest much time right of my own
But also when you started listening to Led Zeppelin, you got into Led Zeppelin and all that. I mean, did you back then realize that a lot of it was based on Willie Dixon songs and Howling Wolf songs? and Or did you realize that later on? I guess I made the, the literal connection later right, on. Right, yeah. But I understood that it was all living in the blues genre. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then you do have songs like Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You, which has like a more sophisticated chord progression and yeah. sort of classical or flamenco almost. And so I think that's where Led Zeppelin really shines is they live in the blues, but then they bend the blues and bring in other genres and, and really showcase their songwriting. Yep. Like with Dazed and Confused. Yep. That's like, a, you call that a line cliche in music when it just kind of falls down a scale. Right. Dum, dum, dum. Right, right. And that was different. That wasn't blues at all. No. That was dark that was almost like sorcery that right. song yeah and so they i think they really were sophisticated even from the early stages not yeah. just a blues band yeah right yeah what um so you pick led zeppelin one why why did you pick led zeppelin one or why did you get into that more than led zeppelin four or led zeppelin three or houses of the holy or something like that you obviously discovered those and explored those as well yeah well this it was the first record that i bonded with right, okay. yeah. from that band uh-huh. and so you know at, at the age of whatever 9, 10 um, you know you only get to do that once yep. yeah. in life yeah. is is meet the the record experience yeah. <laughs> you know and th- so that was really big really profound yeah. and just you know like looking forward to like a long Oregon intro before your time is going to come like you know that that's a big experience as a kid. Yeah, the anticipating um, musical bridges. Yeah, and interludes. Yeah, and 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 such. And so that was the record that I first had that experience with. Yeah, where I really got into the DNA and the nuance of how an album is put together. Right. Regardless of it being the best Led Zeppelin record. Yeah. It was the re- it was the first record that taught me how to listen to an entire album. Right. Was it vinyl or a CD or a cassette? It was a tape. Or, it was a tape, yeah. right, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Baby, <laughs> baby, I'm gonna leave you I said, baby.
Quit calling me the way it used to do
can we see this influence anywhere from your point of view in Mother Mother? You know, you said the the, the you know Mother Mother isn't blues <coughs> blues based guitar, but can you you know can you point us out any influences? Can Not a lot. No, no. I think um, for whatever reason it was Pixies, Talking Heads, um, Violent ah. Femmes, mm. it, the music that was a little poppier, but. Yeah a little more eccentric and yeah. strange that that guided me to Mother Mother. Yeah. 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 Violet Femmes, are, are you a fan? <laughs> um, I mean, I know of them. Yeah. Don't they have a song called, like, something about a holiday? No? Uh, they got Blister in the Sun. Oh, yeah. that's the one I mean, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. American yeah. Music, right. which yep. is such yep. a great song. That's That actually sounds like the Pixies. Right, yeah. I mean, we have a couple of riffs in Mother Mother yeah. that you could say, oh, that could be Led Zeppelin. Right. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, it's not a strong influence. But those bands, those, I mean, Talking Heads and the Pixies and all that, isn't that also like bands that are, you know considered more intellectual than like yeah your regular pop band or rock band or whatever yeah well and i think for me when i hear a man doing something that i feel like i could do then that's when the influence really takes hold right because i listen to robert plant and like i can't do that that my my physical body can't make that sound right but if i listen to david byrne or or frank black i'm like fuck, i could kind of do do that that. yeah and so that speaks to me right and so that finds its way into the songwriting yeah cool nice It's, it's funny just to revert right back to the beginning of the conversation in crossroads that's one of the problems with steve Vai. You know that a lot of people yeah. can't connect. You know, right. Grady's a great guitar player, yeah. and he's he's, you know, he's in- incredibly talented. Yeah. But you just can't connect with that yourself because you're never going to play like that. No, you virtuosity know? is very yeah. unrelatable. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Whereas uh, Tony Iommi or a, a, even a Metallica, those, yeah. you know, the the riffy kind of things. Even even Jimmy Page being a little bit sloppy. Yeah. You know, but really riff based. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a yeah. Little and bit having more. a character, having originality, having, yeah. because that's that's the human condition. Yeah, we like people that have character and charisma. Yeah, we don't necessarily like people who are perfect. No, no, exactly. no. Yeah, but it's also interesting with with Zeppelin because I mean, they were like one of those really early super groups, and there's always been that kind of mythical thing about them uh, you read about the tours and all that and the stuff it, and, it, and it's different from what you know you have Motley Crue and their debauchery later on but Zeppelin was something that was just like something different yeah and I'm a golden god and, and all. it's just like it's on another planet I don't know what it is I think well they were the first debaucherous yeah, rock band yeah and so there's a real um, mystery around it yeah like and, and and yeah a mysticism and they also i think purported that with their black magic yeah yeah interest yeah. and all this huxley and all this kind of yeah. stuff and they made those weird videos where they're riding horses yeah. all, like it's very like i don't know lord of the rings yeah, yeah it just song, it just <laughs> added to yeah. the whole mystique <laughs> true yeah. and yeah. you know before that no band had ever done that no it was yeah. like the beatles and elvis yeah who yeah. were rock stars yeah so led zeppelin came along and, and totally redefined the the rock star structure persona yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah for sure um just to end up on um if you had to pick one song off here that you will uh that you tend to go back to what would it be from led zeppelin uh probably 
good times, bad times. Right, and why? It's just that experience of arriving, getting into the journey. Right. Yeah, it's not even my favorite song on the record, but just when I hear it, I, I'm teleported back to being a kid, entering the, the playground of an album experience. Yeah. And that's a good feeling. It is. Yeah. It is. Excellent. We're done. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.